Welcome to the Empath Rising Podcast, where we are healing from narcissistic abuse with human design, tarot, and astrology. I'm your host, Raven Scott. Make sure to share this podcast with a friend, spread the love, spread the light, and subscribe. Helping your child during emotionally unregulated episodes, such as temper tantrums, or we now call them more of emotional mood swings. And particularly if your child or yourself have the channel 3955, it's called emoting between the solar plexus and the root. If you have this channel defined, I think you're going to relate to this episode today. Helping your child develop healthy emotional strategies when they are upset and dysregulated due to fear and negative thoughts is crucial. It's crucial for their emotional well-being. It's crucial for the emotional well-being of your home and quite honestly as a parent for your sanity. And like I said, if you have this as well or if you have any fire in your chart or a stellium fire, or have an open solar plexus, this also really will benefit you because you'll feel this channel amplified when your child is emoting. So let's just go over what this channel 3955 is. It is identified as mood swings, ups and downs. And if your child or you have your solar plexus on the right triangle, colored in and defined, you will find that there is a pattern emerging. It has been shown to you for quite some time since they were a toddler that they have a particular time when they are in their emotional low. For instance, in my household, with this one particular child, her emotional low is after dinner, ready for shower time, and somehow we think that studying, doing homework at that time is a good time, which I know it's not. But you get busy, you're playing, you do all the activities after school, you get dinner prepared, and then, oh, here's homework time. But for this particular child with the emoting channel, it is the worst time to do anything logical, any work, because she is in her emotional low. It connects to the root center which is responsible for physical pressure. And with the solar plexus center, which is responsible for a person's passions, feelings, emotions. Communication takes place through gate 39 of provocation and gate 55 of spirit. Such a connection gives rise to an emotional wave that covers the person who has this channel with a certain frequency. The waves become sharp. Think of like a a sound wave. Sound waves normally range in the middle, but when they're sharp from a clap or a sneeze, it is intense. It is an intense energy wave, boom, and the mood all of a sudden changes. And what's even creepier is that all of a sudden when this mood is done, the mood changes back to a happy, joyful state. So you can all of a sudden feel a surge of joy, a sudden joy, depending on where your emotive cycle is. And then it can plunge into a state of sadness, of frustration, of torture is the word I hear a lot 
it makes sense that the channel has a design called mood swings because it just seems erratic. And especially as a parent, you're thinking, I need to find professional help for my child because this just seems so extreme and I don't know how to help them. So we're going to dive into a bit of my journey in this and figuring out how to help my child with this, having the same thought process. And again, if you are the parent or if you are the owner of this channel as an adult, either dealing in this relationship that you're in, maybe it's toxic or you left or you're healing from a narcissistic abusive relationship. And to be quite honest, you know, low feelings are not something that are embraced. And I've always told this particular child with moting that it's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to feel anger and sadness, but she's getting older and she's starting to, you know, she's stronger. And so I also have to teach her there are appropriate ways to handle your sadness and anger, and there's inappropriate ways. There's a balance, right? And we've all been to the breaking point, especially with someone who's pushing our buttons and manipulating us, where we feel ashamed of our actions afterwards. And I just want you to know that all those reactions are perfectly normal as well, and we can pick ourselves back up again and Think about what we can do better moving forward in the future. Create a plan, maybe create a code word. But I want to also affirm those who have this gate. This is not like a horrible gate. At first, when I saw this in my child and I knew I could see the, sw the mood swings, I was like, oh, great, of course. Now this explains it. It's not a bad one, but what we can say about this channel is that unconsciously it provokes people and even the other people around them to emotions which I get it I'm just going to share something really vulnerable last night I felt like I stepped in I thought I was calm to to help her ask her some really you know thought-provoking questions and then all of a sudden I was yelling just like she was yelling and it was like oh my gosh, like this emotion is pulling me into the vortex. It is literally, you know, I don't know, like bouncing from her onto me. And this is what it does. This is what emotions do, right? They trigger us and then we, you know, amplify it and we feel it and we do it back. It's like a game of bouncy ball. But what needs to happen is we need that ball to stop bouncing in the negative realm, the negative thoughts, the negative emotions, so it really is something, if you have this channel or your child does, to understand that being in a bad mood isn't bad, but what you do with your bad mood is what you need to take responsibility for. It really is better to take a breather, walk away, find some alone time to calm down. Even though you feel like you need to be rescued, and this is the tricky part about this emoting, is if you're frustrated about something and you know there's a solution, you just can't see it or feel it because you're in this negative state, then you want someone to come and talk to you and to figure it out. But this particular channel is very provoking. So you need to be able to figure it out when you're calm, not when you're in the emotional low. Timing is everything. So in our house, what we're trying to do, and we'll see if it works, we'll just keep on working on it, 
is to not solve any problems while she is in her emotional low, but to just say a code word and see if that triggers her to say, hey, I need to go take some alone time. I need to go cry. I need to go journal. I encouraged her to artfully draw or paint out her feelings. We'll see if that actually happens because she can get very defensive and not want to take any of our guidance because she just doesn't have any patience with her defined spleen. She wants a solution now. But when you're in this emoting state, you can't have the solution now because you're not clear. You are in the muddy murk of the depths of the deep, dark ocean of emotions. There's no light there. There's no clarity. It's just a whole bunch of murky seaweed and darkness in this storm of emotions. And this can lead to conflict. So these mood swings, they are part of your design if you have this channel. So just live by your suggested authority and types, guidelines. There's no need to look for a cause and effect relationship or reason when you're in this emotional low. It really provokes a further surge of this storm. Emotions are something that should not be controlled in your case. This is something I'm still learning and trying to figure out with this channel. You can't control them, so but you need to follow your strategy. So if you are a projector, you need to wait for the invitation and your inner authority, which is emotional if you have your solar plexus defined. And you need to just ride out the storm. Don't control it. Yeah, do, do what you will with it. Maybe you need to go hit some baseballs at the batting cage. Maybe you need to hit some tennis balls. You need to punch a punching box. You know, you need to do some karate against that, that punching bag. Maybe I need to buy one of those. That might be a good way for her. Let's figure out a way that helps you blow off the steam of that emotional wave. You can't control it. This is what they're advising here in the human design in this channel. So, yeah, the waves, the waves of the emotions. Now, if you are a generator, your strategy is to wait to respond. I feel like this sounds like really great, but what does this mean? Follow your strategy and inner authority when you have an emotional wave that you can't control and you're not supposed to control. I guess that would mean waiting, right? We all need to wait. I'm not sure if the manifester can have this channel. I think the manifester can have this channel. Theirs is the only that is not waiting. So those who have this emoting channel are also deeply creative individuals, which I can confirm within my human in my life that has this channel. But it may not be your main manifestation but somehow you tend to creatively express yourself through words, through art, through music. And many of the channel owners can find profession in this field of art. And it is good when a person who has the emoting channel can channel this energy into creative endeavors and does not direct your energy inside yourself. Melancholy, sadness, and frustration can be turned into music, into poetry, 
into painting or any other format that requires self-expression. And this is what I was challenging her today was how can you make art from your sadness? There are some really famous artists who have made beautiful, famous art from their sadness, from their melancholy. We were thinking about, okay, so Picasso, was it him? I don't know who it was. And then she's like, yeah, you know the starry night sky with the spiraling stars? That was really beautiful and clever. And I said, this isn't fact, but I said, what if? What if he was sad one day and his eyes were welled up with tears and he looked up at the sky and those tears made the stars twirl around like that and kind of make a prismatic formation and then he painted it. Like, how amazing is that, right? Beauty can still come from our sadness. And so we will see how this all goes in our household and how I can, hopefully she won't lash out and say, no, I don't want to paint right now. Maybe she can hear the conversation I had in the right timing, in the calm of the morning, and be able to see how this goes. We have lots of practice because it is on a cycle, just like a, a daily clock. And the person who owns this emotive channel, you can be thrown from side to side. And you're not always able to determine the true feelings that you really feel towards Let's say someone else in your life. Let's say you're, you know, you're talking about you as an adult. Do you feel like you're not sure how you feel about your partner? I love you. I hate you. It's like that. He loves me. He loves me not. Except it's I love him. I love him not. I love him. I love him not. But it's important to accept yourself and your design and be in a relationship based on the feeling that prevails outside of your low emotional state and is more consistent over time. This is your true emotions. The emotions that you're feeling in your low state, those are just your fears, your emotions, your sadness and things. It's not reality. And that will help you unite with your partner. I wonder how many people have been diagnosed bipolar who have this chart. You also need to question all of a sudden arising negativity because it can simply be nailed to your shore, like the shore of our oceans of emotions, by another wave, which will soon subside. When you are choosing your inner circle, you need to choose wisely. It's important that your friends accept your frequent mood swings. Don't take them personally and don't lash out at you when you have them. Don't be intimidated by it, and they don't turn away at the first emotional outburst. So who you're finding are true, I would say cancers probably, could potentially be a really great person to have in your inner circle. Uh, someone who is maybe Libra, where they're like, okay, um, just gonna hang out and weigh the circumstances. Not taking things personally, though, but it may not be a particular zodiac. It may just be an emotionally intelligent person who has the wisdom and stamina to know that your mood swing is just that. It's not how you truly feel. It's not truly who you are. And they love you unconditionally, no matter because you have it or not. That is the true essence of being able to know who is in your, your inner circle. And us all knowing the characteristics of a narcissist, that is, they're not going to be in your inner circle because they cannot handle 
giant mood swings because they themselves are very insecure on the inside. They think that you're lashing out and you may trigger some of their trauma from childhood or their insecurities. Do not lean on any substances to numb any of this melancholy. I would say channel it versus numb it. This would be a very, very bad way because then you'll be addicted. Because this wave is consistent, it's important that if you are addicted to certain things because you are numbing, to find therapy and AA to uh, wean yourself off of that because it's only going to make it worse. You can also blame others for your tears, for your torture, for your, you know, discomfort in your emotional low state. You can also point the finger at tears of joy and why things were so great versus just being grounded within yourself. You're always looking at the exterior. So be careful because this emotive channel can easily destroy relationships. And this not sense of self can tend to compensate for the negative emotions that you have with this idea of, well, I have to figure out this problem right now in my emotional low and it's all or nothing. Like it has to happen now. Otherwise, what's the point of living, right? The not self starts to get really resentful or really frustrated or really angry. So that resentment can build up. And if you stoke the fire and you invite your ego or your not self in, to, to have the pity party with you, then that's a slippery slope down a rabbit hole you do not want to go on because that's not going to help you. Just like someone coming in to try and help you, you need to take your alone time and quiet time to be able to calm, to feel through all of the emotions, do whatever creative endeavor you can to express it. And then you're like, okay, that storm is over now. Let me go interact with humans again, right? It's almost like don't think that anyone or anything on the outside can help you. So a great way to first not let the ego be on guard with the person who you're with or with yourself or with your child is active listening. Acknowledge without any judgment, without any fixing or solutions, acknowledge their feelings. That does sound really frustrating. I wouldn't like that either. Validate their emotions, but then don't find a solution. Teach them emotional awareness. Children, it'd be really, really helpful to know, right? Because they don't know words yet for their emotions. So you say, okay, like I just gave the example, that sounds really frustrating or that sounds really sad, right? Like help them find the words for those emotions. And at school, if they have emotional intelligence learning, they provide them with charts and emotion cards and different zones of emotions, green, blue, yellow, and red. And that can help them identify first, right? Identifying is the first step. And then teaching the child simple breathing techniques, teaching yourself, maybe your inner child, simple breathing techniques. This is going to help calm your nervous system down and reduce the anxiety. Now, we talked about we can't control this emotive channel. So again, maybe get a punching bag. 
and then do the breathing exercises. Punch it, kick it out, you know, rant and rave, get that emotive out. And then as you're done and you feel tired and exhausted, you feel you're starting to kind of come down from that red zone, take a inhale four seconds, maybe hold for seven and exhale eight, or you can do the four, four, four box breathing, inhale four, hold for four, exhale four to calm yourself down. You could also then at that time take a mindful meditation and introduce exercises suitable for your age. Now, I don't advise this at the beginning because from my personal experience, when I have said breathe and meditate, this has triggered the monster within the emotive channel even more to yell at me and lash out and say no. And so that's why I really think that if there's some type of like splatter art would be fun i'm gonna kind of like explore all the things right like get those balloons and then fill paint and then let them throw it in a safe area maybe in the backyard add a big canvas and do a splatter art whenever they're angry and then you know like let it all out because you can't control it and then find your breathing exercises and then meditate Kind of like in karate, they warm up and they run around and they do their stretches and then they meditate before they get into learning and focusing on their sequences. So I think that's something to think about. Don't automatically go to meditation. (laughs) And then positive talk, great positive self-talk is something that you can do when they're on the high, the emotional low, it's just not going to help. It really isn't going to help. Nothing helps except for maybe throwing and destroying things in a controlled environment. As I suggested, journaling and burning does help when this person is sad. I'm not sure if it will help when they're frustrated, but it does help when they're sad. Distraction technique, a hobby, reading a book. It doesn't work in this hot emotive state when they're frustrated. Going for a walk. I would say the one thing when she does get frustrated with homework is I will suggest, hey, let's go outside and let's ride our bikes. And that works, but then she comes back in and then we're right back at it again with homework. So it works in the moment, but it doesn't always actually work when you come back in because I always think in this ideal mind, oh, we'll go back in, we'll study again, everyone will be happy and peaceful. No, nope, not so much. So Sometimes you just have to, timing is everything. Harness that do, doing energy as they kind of come home from school, maybe. Anyways, that's a whole lot of talk about homework. Visual aids, like emotional wheels, or like I love in the classroom, there are uh, jars of different colored puff balls. So we've got green zone, blue zone, yellow zone and red so she's got a jar of all those different colors of puffs and then your child can you know grab a handful and put it in the central jar and be like yep this is me this is a visual aid I am grabbing the red balls right now because I'm very angry and I'm putting them in the jar right that just helps identify their emotions is really it which I think awareness is key number one it's establishing a safe space where your child can go where, when they need to calm down and feel secure. Maybe it needs to be quiet. I know right now 
for the emoting, it isn't quiet because she wants someone to talk to. She feels destitute when she has to go off in a quiet corner. But it is also very disturbing to the whole household, so I can't have her, like, <laughs> amplifying my open solar plexus and upsetting her open spleen center sister. So that's why I'm kind of liking this idea of creating something in the backyard where she can throw some paint balloons or something. It doesn't solve the problem, but if, if she can keep throwing until she gets all that out, that might be a really good way. I'm going to have to experiment with that. Routine and predictability. This wave is predictable. <laughs> it is in a pattern because especially if you have a defined solar plexus, you ha that's a motor and you have that emotion cycling like a clock. So it hits at the same time every day, to be honest. I've been observing ever since she was a toddler. She used to lay in bed and kick on the wall. That was, that was how it manifested as a toddler. And then as she got older, but in like, you know, kindergarten, like the younger grades, she would just have a wine fest. She would just whine and complain about everything about her day, about what really bothers her. And then now it's this emotion of frustration and needing a solution right now about the biggest pain point in her life, which is math, because she's a highly creative person and she doesn't get math and maybe she'll never get math. And that's really frustrating to her because she wants to understand it and, and thinks that it's really important. And maybe over her, the course of her life, she realized as an artful person, math isn't that important to the extent that school is teaching her math is just for her art maybe maybe that's it maybe she'll become an accountant which I doubt <laughs> anyways so you know it's like just bringing perspective and awareness social support having social support for your child and honestly as a parent yourself or if this is your channel within yourself as an adult having a support system for you and your inner child we can't raise ourselves we can't raise children alone we need to have an encouraging trusted friend to talk about our frustrations just to vent have you know at the very beginning we talked about how we need to actively listen and just mirror back the feelings they're feeling that's what they need they don't need solutions even though they may ask you and beg you and plead for solutions just be the wise sage in the situation and know that this is not the time for solutions professional help is always recommended if the child's fear and negative thoughts are persistent and severely impacting their well-being consider seeking professional help from a therapist or counselor and lead by example easier said than done when you start to feel like you're getting pulled into the vortex of this negative shocking provoking wave of this channel but show a healthy emotional regulation yourself so again modeling that would be i love you i'm starting to feel frustrated and overwhelmed by this negative emotion so i'm going to take a few steps back a minute away from this argument or conversation and let you you know do what you need to do with your emotions maybe you need to throw some balls maybe you need to paint but i need to remove myself from this situation so i can be you know there for you and not say something i'm going to regret children often model their behavior on after the adults in their lives so this 
can be the case. Even if you feel like you're being the best, most healthy, emotionally regulated person, I'm sure you slip up and that's okay too. Leading by example and showing them that I'm not perfect. I did slip up, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to acknowledge that I slipped up and I'm going to apologize for yelling. And I am so sorry. I love you. I will do my best next time to walk away. Just giving you a heads up. I'm not walking away because I'm abandoning you. I'm walking away because I love you and I don't want to yell at you. Right? So just having these conversations in the right time when they're calm and not in their emotional low is important so you can set up the right expectations. And remember, you are unique. Your child is unique. And what works for you may not work for the other. That's why I said some of these things may work, right? Turning on Mashi in a meditation may work for your child. Or yourself but for others like what I'm experiencing that doesn't work so I've got to think of something a little bit more out of the box and destructive <laughs> in a in a controlled environment that's safe that may just do the trick and as long as we're always pivoting and trying that's the best we can do as parents right not continuing to do the same thing over and over again and getting the same results that's called insanity and tailor your approach to your inner child's needs, your actual child's needs and personality, right? This gate, this, this channel is very creative. So maybe that's just what they need to do. They need to throw some paint. They need to splatter it. They need to kick a bag. I don't know. Be patient though. Be consistent in trying to find solutions to help them and to actively listen to them and acknowledge their emotions. I'm saying that again, just to remind myself. <laughs> Not always find the solution, but to acknowledge their emotions and develop these emotional strategies to seek professional guidance and when necessary. This is one of the ways that I love to apply human design in my life is to look at the breadcrumbs, look at the map that has been given us and say, okay, I know my child has emoting. Now what? Now what do I do with this? And this is such a beautiful and supportive way to emotionally intelligently help your child. So I hope that this has been inspiring and eye-opening for you and to help you with your dysregulated emotions, as well as if you have a child with dysregulated emotions due to their fears, frustrations, and maybe dealing with a narcissistic co-parent. Much love to all of you. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us on this enlightened episode here at the Empath Rising podcast. It would mean the world to us and actually add to the success of this podcast if you shared it with a friend, share it on your socials, and tag me at Raven Scott Show. To continue your journey towards self-discovery and healing, don't forget to grab your free human design chart. It's personalized roadmap to understanding your unique energy blueprint at ravenscott.show. And for an even deeper insights into your empathic nature, and relationships, be sure to listen to The Empath and the Narcissist Audible book, or you can grab your paperback. It is a profound exploration of my specific journey and healing, providing you with tools for healing as well. 
and an exclusive offer here for you, just for you, you empathic community here in the podcast. You can now get your personalized human design chart reading for only $50. You click the link in the show notes, head over to the episode page. It's an invaluable opportunity to gain clarity and guidance on your life path and areas that you can focus on to guard yourself up against the narcissist. And if you'd like to learn more about how to read your chart and the human design gate transits, I also have an invaluable offer to get immediate access to our exclusive podcast content for a limited time price at $19.99. This is your chance to take control of your healing process, to gain clarity, and to unleash your true potential. So simply click the link to the show notes and Simply click the link in the show notes, the episode page, and you will find the link there to join the membership to gain exclusive human design content directly to your podcast feed, wherever you're listening. You'll get an email. It'll send you that RSS feed that you can copy and paste and follow. It's so simple and you don't have to download any other apps. So join now and listen to the exclusive information and gain your roadmap on how to understand your human design chart, as well as starting to understand each of the human design gates as they transit. Remember, I'm here to support you. Your empathic ability is your uniqueness. So keep your empathic light shining brightly and let human design be your guiding star on your journey to healing and self-discovery. I'm here to support you at every step of the way. And on the episode page, you can participate in the poll question I've posted so we can create a community amongst ourselves on the website, as well as leave a reply of your thoughts and your questions regarding today's episode. So all of that is in the one link in the show notes. Head on over to the episode page. Until next time, keep your unique light shining. Swear I won't forget this, why do I regret this? In my mind reckless, thoughts are feeling endless Sitting up I'm breathless, anxiety's infectious I feel so defenseless, betrayed and embarrassed I hate being open, I hate being broken I feel like an ocean filled up with emotion Anger ain't a potion, rub it on like lotion I can feel it soaking, reopen, the scars have awoken I can't move on till I let go I feel so lost now Never at home, need to be strong, every breath hold Cause I can't move on till I let go I can't move on till I let go I feel so lost, never at home Need to be strong, every breath hold Cause I can't move on till I let go